Welcome to the Rise Collective Podcast with me as your host, Carrie Jordan Barrett. This is a podcast devoted to incorporating ancient ways into our contemporary lives and enlivening the physical world with spirit. I hope that this episode will enable you to open a portal to remembering your unique ancient wisdom. It is my honor to hold this place together and hear stories and teachings from our relations. Before we begin, I like to make a prayer and call in our benevolent guides. We humbly give thanks for your assistance and support today. May our listeners hear what they need to hear in service of their highest good. And so it is. Hello there, we're live. I'm going to make a little prayer here that I can speak this clearly for you. We're here in Florida. We've been traveling for a while. It's been so sweet to spend time with family and now we're here in North Florida and we've gotten such a great little tour of the state. And I just enrolled in a new herbal program. I'm going to move this so that I am. And then I'm taking is so epic. I've been wanting to take it for a long time, for mm, a few years now. And now you can't see me because I am in the dark. (laughs) There we go. Okay. So I've been wanting to take this herbal program for a really long time. It's epic. The way that the teacher teacher teaches is so unique, different from anything I've ever learned about herbalism. And I'm so excited about it. I took a different herbal program last year that was more on the spiritual side, more on the intuitive side, and the one that I'm taking now is very clinical. And today I was uh, in the Facebook group of the program from last year, which is still going on. It's kind of one of those things that just keeps going. And some of the women were talking about how, uh, talking about this new teacher that I have and how he's a white man, how he is, he has like a guru uh, complex and he's taking herbal uh, wisdom and knowledge and branding it in a way that doesn't sit well with that. And many of the people in this conversation kept saying this is a problem and this problem and this problem and this is a problem and kind of listing out all of these problems that are happening in the world of ancient wisdom um, that it's hierarchical that some indigenous wisdom keepers are not given the attention that they deserve and as if there's something wrong with the idea that in this American, North American world that we live in, where so much is online, that it, it's a problem that this man has put all of his lifelong dedication to plants, helping people, teaching people. It's problematic that he's put that all online and he's making money off of it. I don't find that problematic at all. Like We live in a capitalistic society and that's how things are right now that is 
seems to be the nature of what is. And as I was reading all these comments about how this is a problem, and this is a problem, and this is a problem, I just sat with it and thought to myself, I don't see any of these things as problems. It's a perspective to see something as a problem. And of course, I see, I have the perspective that there are problems in this world. Trust me, I'm sure you've heard me talk about this is a problem and this is a problem. And it it's very convenient if you don't agree that this is a problem, right? As I was considering this idea of what is a problem, I was considering my availability to be in a space of solutions orientation when I relate with something as if it's a problem. My capacity to find a solution when I'm in that mindset that something is a problem is lower. It's noticeably lower. Whereas when I'm kind of removed and I'm more of a witness to the situation or the paradox or the what is, I have a lot more capacity and ability to say, okay, I hear what the problem are is what or the problems are. What do you see as the solution? What is the new paradigm? And it allows, when I have that witness orientation, it really allows me to be that hollow bone that we talk about in shamanic um, teachings. And one of, actually, one of the pro problems in this group was that, that the English language doesn't have a, a proper word for shaman, for shamanism. And a lot of women in this thread were talking about how they don't feel comfortable using the word shamanism because, because of that. It's, it's not an accurate way to describe because the, the original meaning of shaman was, it came from an anthropologist who was visiting with a Siberian tribe. So shamanism is, is really, in the English language, it refers to a blanket set of skills and worldviews for the entire world, but it started with this very specific culture, Siberian shaman. And so people were saying it's, it's problematic that we don't have a word to talk about this concept of shamanism. And again, I wonder, is that problematic? What is the solution here? Are we going to create a word? That seems challenging. <laughs> Everyone has so many different ideas in this world about what should be and how things should be and what's politically correct and things like this. Like It seems very challenging to come up with new words to describe these very old ways. And in, in my particular lineage, there are shamanic traditions, and we don't necessarily have words for them because we were colonized by the Romans long, long, long time ago. And a lot of those traditions have been obscured for a very long time. And that's the case, not necessarily being colonized by Romans, but being colonized in general. That's the case for a lot of these wisdom traditions. 
So back to problems. I come from this uh, communications training that I took uh, back in 2017. And one of the principles of this communications training, and I see it as such a deeply shamanic communications training that I took. I see a lot of the concepts and the principles as deeply shamanic. And I can share more about that in our membership. But what I want to share about it is that one of the principles of this communications training is welcome everything. That means welcome how it is. Welcome what is. Welcome what is here and now, present, right now. Because if we are present and we're finding problems left, right, and center, we're saying to God, hey, God, you did it wrong. Hey, spirit, goddess, whatever you call a higher power, you're saying that they did it wrong. And yes, we all have free will. And yes, we can make shifts and changes if we feel the pull, if we feel guided to do so, guided by spirit, because that's why we got to this planet why we came to this planet. If that is in your in your makeup of why you came here, that you feel pulled to make those changes and solve those problems, and that's wonderful. If you're just if if I'm just gonna sit here on the sidelines and say that's a problem, that's a problem, that's a problem, that's a problem, and not commit my life to creating new alternatives then maybe I'm part of the problem. This is a perspective that I'm trying on. I wanted to share it today because for a few reasons. One is I'm trying to really be trusting, trusting of the unfolding of what's happening here. I'll say that again because I think it froze. I'm trying to be trusting of the unfolding of what's happening. Darker and darker. So, that's one reason why I'm sharing this for my own benefit of trusting. I'm also wanting to share it because it seems shamanic to me. This idea of being the, the, the witness, this idea of being the hollowed bone, of allowing and of trusting spirit. Spirit's got it. Spirit already assigned that person, that person, that person to solve this problem, to make whatever changes are necessary, and trusting that. I'm not committed to this being right or wrong. I'm not. I'm saying that right now. I'm, not, I'm committed to this video not being right or wrong. It's just an idea. It's just something that I'm trying on. What if there are no problems? What if everything's being taken care of and what needs to happen is happening in service of the highest good of all beings? And we don't know what the highest good of all beings is. That is the mystery of life. We don't know. What is in my highest good? I don't know. I certainly didn't think it was in my highest good when I was sexually assaulted. I certainly didn't think 
it was in my highest good when I had to cancel my wedding and break up with my fiance. But it was. It was in my highest good for sure. Sometimes what's in the highest good of all beings is deeply, deeply painful, deeply, deeply heartbreaking. And there's medicine in that. This feels like a good place to end. So I'm going to wrap up here. Let me know what you think in my comments. And get on the wait list for the Rise Collective Mystery School. The link is going to be in the comments. And if you like this video, like it, share it with your friends, and subscribe to my channel so you can get notified every time that I go live. Which is at random times, and that's why you need to <laughs> hit the little bell. So I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.